What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Let me tell you about Good Ranchers. Uh, Good Ranchers is something that um, I feel passionately about. I'm a rancher myself here in America. Good Ranchers is a place to get American beef, chicken, seafood. They sell 100% American meat and ship it right to your door. And right now, they're giving away two free 18-ounce prime center-cut ribeyes to every person that uses my code GLENN, G-L-E-N-N. That's two pounds of prime ribeye. Uh, added to your order at no cost. Father's Day is almost here. This is a great Father's Day. Claim your ribeyes before they run out. It's a limited stock item. First come, first serve. You want to be able to save money and have great American beef delivered right to your door. Go to goodranchers.com slash Glenn or use my code Glenn at checkout to get your two free 18-ounce ribeyes. Start the summer off the right way with American beef from goodranchers.com slash Glenn. I will tell you that um, tomorrow night, um, the coverage of the January 6th hearing is being orchestrated by the former head of ABC News, the the uh, guy who ran Good Morning America and everything else. He is a showman, and he is putting on quite a show for America, and they promise to be very, very exciting. In 60 seconds, I hope to be talking to a man who has been in solitary confinement for a year, direct from prison. What's happening? What are these sedition cases? And should he have been put in solitary confinement for a year? We talk. To a guy who has been, according to the uh, according to the FBI, the guy who is among quote the most dangerous and most serious January six criminal cases. Second, stand by. One of the great things you're still allowed to do in this country is start your own business. Hurry. The government doesn't want to make it easy, but you still have the right to do it. And one of the best things you can do for your kids is teach them how to do it. Give them a leg up on making it out in the world. There's a book from the Tuttle Twins that I want you to have. I talked to them. They're going to give it to you for free. All you do is just pay for shipping. It's called the Tuttle Twins. 
best of the books. I, I know it because these are so good for your kids. It's a great way to illustrate to your kids or grandkids some of the fundamentals about the American way. It gives them opportunities to solve problems, encourages them to start their own business, and you and your kids need to read this book, Tuttle Twins and Their Spectacular Show Business. You will get it for free. Just pay for shipping at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Their spectacular show business at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Our... Our government is um, in an interesting place, and so are we. A grand jury indictment was unsealed Monday, revealing new January 6th charges against members of the Washington State-based Proud Boys. They're now being charged with sedition. When I first saw what was happening on January 6th at the Capitol, I spoke out against it before, during, and after. I said, don't go. Don't go. Please don't go. Well, some people did, and some people, as we have seen in the footage, were real problems. Others were walking through the Capitol. My next guest from prison was one of the 800-plus that were arrested. He's also one of the Proud Boys that was charged with sedition. According to him, he walked through the door on the west side of the building of the Capitol as police stood by. He was not carrying a weapon, and he did not assault police officers. He has not been charged with a violent crime, but for over a year, he has been in prison and most of that time in solitary confinement. This, I believe, is his first national broadcast interview. His attorney petitioned the judge to reconsider the bail and on the facts that the government was withholding evidence and the prospect of a delayed trial date. The judge didn't rule on that motion for five months and then denied it. The man's name is Ethan Nordine, and it is way past time to find out if he and others in this situation are guilty or just political prisoners. From prison now, we talk to Ethan Nordine. Ethan, welcome to the program, sir. Hi there. It's an honor to be on your show. Thank you for having me. You bet. Um, so... You just were charged Monday now with sedition, alleging you, quote, engaged in meetings and encrypted communications to plan an insurrection preventing Congress from carrying out or certifying Joe Biden's presidential victory over former President Trump. Is that true? And why did you go to the Capitol and what happened there? Yeah, it's uh, absolutely not true. Um, the whole thing's been politicized um, dramatically. Uh, we really went there to do what we've been doing the past four or five years, um, really just attend the rally and make sure that people could do it safely. Um, everybody knows who's been paying attention to these events that groups like Antifa show up uh, very strong and, and violently. And so we volunteered our, you know, ourselves, our resources throughout the years to protect people from that violence. I mean, this has been well documented, and people who know us know that this is basically our ML every time we go to any event. Um, and, you know, like you said, a lot of us were kind of anticipating that this event was going to turn sour. Um, this was a big worry of mine as a leader, and I actually almost called off the whole thing just because when I did arrive to D.C., you could just feel it in the air. There was just a palpable 
mm-hmm. negative energy, like something was going to be set up and uh, any group like mine or, you know, Oath Keepers or Three Percenters are going to be blamed for it. It was just a hot topic at the time. There's a lot of political division. Um, and so that's kind of what happened when we originally got there. That was the conversation that we were having. And so, you know, but at the same time, being a leader, you have a lot of people from your club come in from all over the country and they want to participate in this event. And of course, you know, a lot of people think that this is the last time they'll get to see President Trump as president. And so it was kind of a, uh, a ceremonious event at the same time for us. So um, I actually just planned a small march. We thought that that was safe to do. It would allow us to check the perimeter of the area for any threatening groups like Antifa, make sure everybody could be safe. Um, it allow us to kind of participate with people, do some, you know, what we call hearts and minds, meet people if they're interested in joining the club or get to know us, because there's a lot of negative press about us. Probably about 90% of what's said about us is untrue. Um, and uh, we did this successfully, actually. We did our march starting at the Washington Memorial around 10 a.m. Um, and this is all video document. I mean, there's tons of video footage of this, even going over the plan, stating what were our intentions were uh, throughout the whole day. And we did our march. We marched from the Washington Memorial to the Capitol, we did you know, some meet and greets and talked to some people, some church groups that were there. Um, and then we actually left the Capitol. And we were about a quarter mile away from the Capitol. Got some food trucks, actually, that uh, I was just kind of making a stop so everybody can get some food. And we were actually going to be leaving after we had got back to the Washington Memorial and go home and where I had actually planned a after party and things like that. But at the food trucks, that's when President Trump made his announcement for everybody to go to the Capitol. And our thoughts on that was that he was going to be speaking. That was our interest in returning back to the Capitol was to be able to see him speak one last time. Otherwise, we were intending on going home. And so, you know, that's really what led up to everything. Everybody going to the Capitol was, you know, basically because we thought, President Trump was going to be speaking. So there was absolutely no plan. There was no complex plan to overthrow the government. There's no weapons brought. Um, these encrypted messaging, uh, I mean, the government's original uh, claim was that I used encrypted messaging to direct people during this chaos to overthrow um, or overwhelm uh, the police and enter certain um, entrances in the Capitol. But my phone was dead the entire day. <laughs> I had no radio, I had no mm. communication whatsoever. And so, and the government then later, um, you know, they admitted that that wasn't true. So right off the bat, I was already indicted off false information. Um, and there is absolutely nothing accurate at all about their original claim against me. So that's kind of where so, we're at now. So were you, were you, when you went into the Capitol, um, you know, they said that, uh, let's see if I can find it. They are calling you the most dangerous and most serious of those criminals charged for January 6th. So when you went in to the Capitol, um, did you assault or obstruct any police? Did you see that happen? Uh, absolutely not. I, I only actually went in. I was separated from my group at a certain period of time right before everybody kind of went into the Capitol. I didn't want to go originally. Uh, but again, you know, being a leader of my group, my priority was to get back with them. And so I actually waited 
about 30 minutes after the people had entered the building, um, so hopefully somebody would find me, but they never did. And I started hearing that people were being allowed into the Capitol through, you know, word of mouth. And so I went to check this out for myself. And sure enough, the, the entrance that I had entered into, there was several police officers allowing people in. And so I said, okay, well, I'll take this opportunity to go and see if I can find my friends. And that's what I did. I entered the building with the permission of the police officers. This is all video on video as well. Um, I walked around. The you Capitol. asked for permission. I, I just I kind of nodded at a police officer as I went in, and he allowed me in. Okay. You know? So at that point, I was okay under the impression that I was given permission. No officer at, at any point told me to leave um, or that I couldn't enter the building. And I just took that opportunity to kind of walk around. It was very crowded, um, and look for people that I uh, I knew, and I just kind of stayed in one area until people ran into me. And then eventually I left out the opposite entrance I came into and left the Capitol grounds. Didn't assault anybody. Um, yeah. And basically only... Uh, you, you were not... What was that? You were not part of the group that went into any of the offices or went, tried to get onto the floor or, you know, were, were taking things for the Capitol. None of that happened with uh, you. Yeah. None of that at all. I didn't go explore into any rooms or anything. I didn't feel comfortable doing so. I mean, I'm a pretty, you know, my face is pretty well known. You know, I wasn't trying to get into any trouble, and I wasn't wearing a mask or anything. I wasn't trying to hide, you know. And so I knew what was going on, and I, I was trying to act, you know, on my best behavior um, and just be as responsible as possible and get my, you know, people together and get out of there because there was also rumor that there's an active shooter out there and so that was kind of my main priority thought was getting people out into safety so that was where my head was at anyway so, okay so um why have you been uh in prison for a year and specifically in uh solitary confinement um, that's a very good question. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure that out myself. Um, it's been very, very difficult there. I mean, we've not only been the politically persecuted, uh, but we've also had to endure a lot of the repercussions that COVID has brought to prisons, um, food shortages and such, uh, lockdowns constantly, um, just a complete a disability to be able to even prepare for trial at all in the slightest because all these programs and everything that the prisons usually offer have been completely killed uh, due to COVID. And so, you know, with the inability to have pretrial release, it's been impossible to prepare for trial. I mean, if this was a trial where I actually did something wrong, I mean, I'd be looking pretty, pretty poorly right now preparing for trial, but because I, you know, I am completely innocent. I have nothing to hide at all. I'm ready to go to trial, you know, a year ago, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so that's, yeah, I'm still kind of wondering why I've been down this whole time. Are the, are the, do the guards or the police or the prisoners treat you differently at all? And do you know, are there other prisoners in solitary confinement that have not been convicted of any crime? Um, there's definitely a lot of pretty horrific stories that I've heard. Uh, myself, um, I haven't 
gotten too much bad treatment there's been definitely some okay oh, i'm being told hang on i'm being told that you have to go so hang on our producer will work uh with you get you back on the phone sorry to interrupt this um but he's got to play by the rules he's only got certain chunks of time he has to take them uh what was the uh the netflix movie that was out on that that uh celebrity or that uh, socialite in new york that's the only reason why I know how phones work in prison. You got to have a fifteen-minute block, uh, and he's been was saving it, his fifteen-minute. Was it that one or was it no, 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 no? It was uh, inventing Anna, Anna or, yeah, yeah, Anna, Anna Delvey. Mm. Um, but anyway, so he'll be on uh, with us in just a minute. He's just got to hang up and call us back. Uh, I am not vouching for his. Uh, character and i am also not condemning him i think everyone deserves a trial and a timely trial uh, and that is not happening uh, he's probably going to be highlighted tomorrow on january 6th or i would assume seeing that they say he's one of the big guys that they've got let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour it is relief factor Every day we're getting older, getting on with aches and pains. Your joints start to wear down. The normal exercise of everyday life begins to catch up with you. And most of our pain is caused by inflammation, especially in the joints. If you're going through it, it can take over your whole life, making it uh, you know less and less bright than it should be. Please try the three-week quick start. Developed for you. It's $19.95. It's a dollar a day. Like a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and it's 70% of them go on to order more. That says a lot. ReliefFactor.com. 800-4-RELIEF. 800-4-RELIEF or ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. 10 seconds. Station ID. We have been talking to Ethan Nordine. Uh, he has just on Monday been charged with sedition, but he has spent 13 months in prison. Uh, they just charged him on Monday. Uh, he has been charged uh, with sedition. He's been 13 months in prison and uh, and most of that time in solitary confinement. We have uh, just been told in my ear here that uh, he is going to wait until the bottom of the hour so he doesn't use up uh, his time on hold because we're going to have to break in about eight minutes. Uh, so we want to make sure we have another 15 minute block with him. He'll be calling us back here in just a couple of minutes. Stu, your thoughts so far? Well, this is not how you judge criminal matters, but he sounds reasonable. He sounds you know rational and calm and, and he his story makes sense I, you know we don't know all the details of it we don't know for sure if he's telling the truth but what we do know is there are a lot of people who were arrested for doing what he claims to have done which is walk in past a police officer that did not seem to be stopping him and not uh, commit any uh, vandalism not assault police officers we also know the opposite is true we know there are people who went in there and did assault police officers and did commit crimes and those people should get in trouble for that and should be prosecuted but you know you're talking about someone I like, to, like this it, it really does seem to be a different situation right i have to tell you uh, and i've said this from the beginning i said this on january 6th those people the crazy guy in the you know uh uh, Buffalo helmet and the people that were stealing stuff and putting their feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk. 
all of those people should be prosecuted according to the law that they broke. Not all of them should are in mm-hmm. the same category, but they all should be prosecuted. And I was saying that day one. And I think most Americans feel that way. Most Americans, left or right, we believe in justice and we believe in law and order. And that was an abomination. That was one of the most embarrassing moments. Um, in fact, the most embarrassing moments I have seen in my time as a conservative looking at people who say that they are on our side. Um, and it's interesting to me that he had promptings always always listen to your promptings this is i've said this for years you're going to come at a time where you're going one direction and something will say to you turn around go the other way do it don't question it do it he went back because he thought president trump was going to speak he knew that it was wrong the night before not wrong but he knew something was in the air he felt uncomfortable with what was happening um, and he dismissed it. Then he dismissed it walking over. Then he dismissed it again because he had a duty to the people that he went with. Don't turn around, walk the other way. Um, I still want to know. He, apparently, he can't get the uh, prosecution to turn over any videotape or anything else. Now, I am fascinated by this because... They might have videotape that will prove that he's lying. I don't know. But tomorrow night should be the night that they would produce that on him. Um, um, In an exchange between uh, Ray and Klobuchar last year, Ray suggested that Nordine was the most dangerous, most serious January 6th criminal case. So tomorrow, he should be featured prominently. If he's not, why is he being called the most dangerous and most serious? And maybe he is. But don't you think 13 months in prison is a little long to wait? A, for being charged, and most of that time in solitary confinement? That solitary confinement, by the way, is defined as cruel and unusual punishment. You don't do that for 13 months or 12 months. More in just a second as we talk to him live in prison. Next. The Glenn Beck Program. Hmm. So we laugh on this program about stuff, you know, sometimes, but I actually uh, do take comfort uh, and my sheets very, very seriously. Stu will be, uh, I've wrecked you on sheets, have I not? Yeah, you're a sheet snob and you have been for as long as I've known you. Yeah. Yeah. And I wrecked you on it. And I know I wrecked Pat. Pat was like, a sheet is a sheet. And I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's not. And uh, and now everybody else is like, we can't stay at a Motel 6. And I'm like, yes, we can. No, the sheets. Stop it, sheet snob. You are always <laughs> accusing me of being a sheet snob. I at least admit to it. The sheets at my pillow are fantastic. And they are so inexpensive. You are not going to pay a ton of money for the best sheets, honestly, that I think I've ever slept on. 
Now, they also have their uh, their slippers, the MyPillow slippers. They are great. And for a limited time, you can save 90 bucks on these slippers. This ain't going to last, so do it now. Go to MyPillow.com, click on Radio Listener Specials, type in my name, Beck, MyPillow.com, code name Beck. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Bidenflation for 20 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome back to the uh, program, the Glenn Beck program. Tomorrow night, uh, the the press in uh, in coordination with the federal government are having a live special in the hearing on January 6th. Before we go back to prison to one of the guys who has been charged and is called one of the ringleaders, um, before we go back to him, there is some breaking news. Someone, a guy last night showed up about one o'clock in the morning with Brent uh, to Brent Kavanaugh's house. He had a gun and said he was there to kill Brent Kavanaugh. Yeah, Brett Kavanaugh over the uh, Which, abortion uh, decision. Uh, that's at least the initial evidence. Uh, Carol Markowitz reporting it as well as now the Washington Post. So, uh, you know, seemingly a serious threat on the life of a Supreme Court justice by an anti or pro-abortion activist. We are living in very dangerous times. There was a fire set a couple of days ago at a pro-life clinic up in uh, upstate New York. Uh, and uh, nobody's doing anything about it. Meanwhile, we're seeing a circus on uh, January 6th. I want to go back now to prison. He is uh, Ethan Nordine. He is um, uh, somebody that was swept up in January 6th. Uh, the government says he's the ringleader, one of the real bad guys. Uh, I don't know what the truth is, but I think people need to hear both sides. And he has been in solitary confinement almost his entire time in prison. He hasn't had a trial yet. Uh, we go back to uh, Ethan now. Hello, Ethan. Hey, how's it going? So, um, <clears throat> you know, I'm I'm looking at some things and I made the mistake saying that they hadn't released any video of you. Um, but they have released uh, video, um, and it's unclear uh, what was seen. Um, BuzzFeed uh, did a breakdown of it. They said that they sh- saw a lot of people that were harassing the police, but I don't. I didn't see anywhere that you were part of that. Um, what do you say to the video? Have you seen any of the video yourself? Uh, I haven't been able to see a whole lot of video, um, but I can tell you, you know, I know what my actions were that day, and I wasn't harassing any police officers or assaulting anybody uh, of that nature. No, I didn't do any of that. I was, If anything, all I did was respectfully communicate with police officers from time to time, but there was really very little confrontation. So you are described in the court papers as a leader in the Proud Boys, um, and that you were charged with conspiring to uh, get people to riot and assault the Capitol Police, yada, yada, and that people were to follow your orders on that day. True, false, what is that? Well, the, it's yeah, it's false. Um, my priority that whole day was just to try and keep people safe and uh, organize a small march uh, from the 
the Washington Memorial to the Capitol and back to the Washington Memorial and then go home. Um, and it's just to keep an eye out for any um, antagonist groups like Antifa, you know, anybody who is out there to, with the intentions on being violent towards um, any of the rally goers. Uh, that's been our motive for, you know, four or five years. Anybody who knows us knows that this is what we focus on. Uh, we're free speech activists, really, um, aside from just being a men's club. That's really all we are, and uh, there's no nothing else to you know. There's, it's very complicated the way the press talks about us, but just to put it simply, that's what we are. Um, just a patriotic men's club, and so that's what we were doing that day. But I, I, I mean, even Gavin McGinnis, though, um, when he saw what was was happening and how you guys were being painted, even he said, you know, I, I'm I'm not going to be a part of this, and. Uh, I don't think he sold you guys down the river, but he withdrew. Is there was there ever a thought that that maybe you're in the wrong group of people? Um, you know, definitely. I think we all felt that, especially with how the press started to paint us. Um, and then, like a lot of groups, you know, like ours and or other you know patriotic groups, there's a lot of people who join for the wrong reasons. Um, and, you know, as a leader, that's yeah. you know, something that you have to deal with, you know, whether you, it doesn't matter what group, whether you're in the military, police, or just something, uh, a civilian base, yeah. worry about those kinds of things. Um, unfortunately, we just, we don't get the chance to defend ourselves or removed from, you know, any pretty much social media platform. And nobody allows us to do any interviews other than people like you and other people who actually want to know the truth. And so, you know, definitely, <laughs> it's definitely been a consideration. Um, but I've always thought right. that you know, there needs to be more men's leadership groups out there, something so that they have an outlet of some kind to be a part of. But that was just my personal belief. Um, do you regret not listening to that inner voice that says, said the day before and even day of, we should probably go, we shouldn't be here? Um well, it's a complex question. I mean, selfishly, yes. Uh, however, you know, I do feel like I'm in a position to kind of be a voice for, you know, this situation. A lot of people are being politically persecuted, not just my group, and a lot of people are scared to talk about it. Um, you know, I've just kind of been put in a position where I feel like, you know, I, they've charged me with the craziest and worst charge you can get. Um, at this point, I don't know what else to do other than to talk and to create awareness. Um, so I feel like I'm kind of in a unique position. I didn't do anything that day. Um, I have nothing to hide. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I'm, I'm a pretty good person to be in this position. Uh, although so, I would very much like to be out. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, the, um, the judge that you have didn't even listen to your petition uh, for... Um, uh, a, a second bite at the apple for for bail for five solid months. Um, a, why didn't he do that? Do you think? And and B, do you think you can get a fair trial? Um, I you know I'm really hoping that I can get a fair trial. Uh, you know that's really all I'm asking for at this point is just to get a trial because I think that if anybody looks at the evidence and looks at my case and all the motions we filed, it's pretty plain and you know uh, cut and dry. To you see, we're pretty innocent of all these charges, um, especially sedition and conspiracy or obstruction of official proceeding. Um, 
but you know, I, I, it's very complex. I realize that you know these cases are, you know, the courts are being overwhelmed with them. Uh, the way the press has painted us, and the way the prosecution, the DOJ, talks about us. I'm not really quite sure, uh, you know, what the judge's standpoint is, um, you know, but I, I'm, sh- I'm sure he's got a lot of pressure on his plate as well. I don't, I don't really know, you know, what he feels do, about the whole thing. Do you could. Do- do you consider yourself a political prisoner? Uh, definitely, yes. Uh, how has this changed your view on America? Um, for a while, you know, it, it really f- made me feel discouraged, um, betrayed. You know, all I've ever done is volunteer my time within my group to go and do what I felt was right and stand up for what I believe in, and I've done this on my own dime, and I put myself in, you know, dangerous situations protecting other people, and so have a lot of other members of my group, and we've just been blasted for it. Um, but I do feel that, you know, as much as I disagree with the government um, and how they've treated people, I, I have seen a huge surge in Americans themselves uh, waking up and just an overwhelming amount of support for us and other January Sixers. Um, I mean, you had the truckers and, uh, you know, everything else has been going on since basically January 6th has just been almost equally crazy it, to me. Everything I see going on out there is just like, wow, I mean, there's just nonstop craziness. But really at the same time, it's kind of unified a lot of Americans as well, and that's kind of an uplifting feeling because for a while I thought, you know, wow, we're just really going down the sinkhole. Um, the um, the solitary confinement confuses me. What, what is their excuse, or why do you think they put you in solitary confinement for this long? Uh, most most of it has to do with COVID. Uh, I don't know okay. why they they you know yeah, it's mostly to do with COVID. Um, I know other prisoners. There's different January Sixers. There's different reasons behind that. Um, they've separated them from general population because of how they were being treated. Um, but yeah, it's basically made it nearly impossible to do anything, um, as far as preparing for trial. Um, just in the last minute or so here, um, you agreed to do this interview, um, and, uh, you know, there were no conditions or anything else. Why did you do this, and what message do you have for the American people? Well, I, I did this again because I feel like I'm in a unique position to speak for people who are being politically persecuted like myself, and uh, I, I really believe that there's no, I mean, we're living in a time right now where it's vital that people, you know, wake up, stand up for what they believe in and, and have a voice for what's going on and not just stand by and let things happen. And that's exactly what's happening right now. Um, and I don't want to be one of those people. Um, I just encourage everybody to keep, you know, being strong and standing for what they believe in and get out there and vote and be active in your community and do what's right, you know, because the second we stop doing that, that's when things really get bad. We have a story that is just breaking that uh, in the early hours of last night, somebody showed up to um, Brent Kavanaugh, uh, his doorstep with a gun, and said they were going to kill him over the decision, the court decision on abortion. Um, 
can you talk to me about violence and what violence leads to or or if you know where where do you stand on that in a country that has real trouble well i think there's you know there's a difference between showing up with the intentions of being violent and there's a difference in protecting yourself and defending your community um i mean this is how we use our military it's how we use our police um you know people need to be willing to stand up for themselves i think violence is a horrible thing uh with if you have an intention of utilizing it instead of using discourse um and that's what we've lost you know the ability to talk about our issues openly and uh I, it's really a complex question you know the left and the right are so divided on this issue uh ethan i wish you the best of luck i don't know if you know this but there's a big uh special on january 6th um that is being uh, produced by you know television experts and uh, it is supposed to be very salacious tomorrow i'm not sure if you're going to be a part of it but i would imagine seeing that they say you're one of the ringleaders uh that uh that you will be part of it um we're in an interesting time and i i wish you the best of luck and i wish um speedy justice uh to come your way thank you i really appreciate that and i appreciate being a part of your show thank you very much ethan nordine um i would pray for him and others like him i don't know what the truth is um but i would pray that our justice system uh finds the truth and uh, starts operating like a real justice system and not a banana republic uh should uh, should act and uh, to brett kavanaugh i don't do we have any idea where he is or who answered the door last night Stu? uh he wasn't actually uh at, at his door uh, what they had he was in a on a nearby street apparently he had been, the police had been tipped off that this guy was dangerous and might be coming and luckily they caught him on a nearby street with a weapon and uh. burglary tools oh jeez our prayers for every one of the supreme court justice left and right this has got to stop it has got to stop. Back in a minute. All right. Uh, our sponsor this half hour is American Financing. If you are carrying a balance on your credit cards and you're trying to get out of debt, now is the time to consider a cash out refi. The Fed's going to raise the interest rates again, and that's going to cost you more than what you're used to. Um, your interest rate on your credit cards most likely you're paying about 19, maybe 20% right now, right now. As the interest rates continue to go up, banks will continue to raise that interest rate because as you get poorer and poorer because of this economy, you will become more of a risk, which will tell the banks they need to charge you more interest for that risk. I just keep thinking every day. Uh, by 2030, you will own nothing and you will be happy over my dead body anyway uh, american financing american financing at 800-906-2440 they can help you they're america's home for home loans and consolidation loans and ways they can within 10 minutes they can tell you whether they can help you pay down that debt quick uh and and in a much 
more economical way. It's American Financing. AmericanFinancing.net. Call them now. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The Back Program. So I'm reading this about uh, Brett Kavanaugh. Armed man arrested near Brett Kavanaugh's home after threatening Supreme Court justice. That's CNBC, probably the best headline out there. The rest are uh, man with gun uh, detained by police. Uh, This a man with a weapon was arrested early Tuesday morning. It should be Wednesday morning, right? Uh, Near the Maryland home of Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh, man made threats against Kavanaugh. He apparently had mace, a knife, uh, pepper spray, a handgun, uh, and uh, he said that he was there to kill Kavanaugh. He is not from uh, Maryland, which is where Chevy Chase is, where the home was, and he arrived near Kavanaugh's house in a taxi. Okay, well, that's an interesting way to pull a crime off in this a taxi cab but program.